Welcome to Real FM Rewind. Here's some highlights from the week. You know, scarecrows are supposed to be scary. It's kind of a part of the name. They're, they're supposed to be scarecrows, scare the crows away, scare other critters away, protect your fields, your crops, and your harvest, right? Protect them vegetables. Well, these days, scarecrows aren't really that scary, are they? We all know what they are. They're not, we know they're not real. They're pretend, you know? And I think cats must also know that they're not very scary, or at least this particular cat. I thought this story was absolutely adorable. Someone has a plush, is it like a plushie? It's like a a, a, decorate, a decorative uh, scarecrow that is sitting on a porch chair. You know, it's the spooky time of year, so she's got it as a decoration on her porch. And every night, this orange neighborhood cat comes and snuggles on the scarecrow's lap. These pictures are so adorable. He's just cuddled up in this scarecrow's lap. I wonder if he thinks it's a human or if he just knows that he wants to be on someone's lap. It's so cute. And clearly, this scarecrow is not all that scary. I imagine sometimes police departments or municipalities find some interesting stuff that people just leave lying on the side of the road. Oh, I bet. But police in California were left scratching their heads, and I have never heard of something like this on the road. Oh, okay. They found an entire small house. What? Abandoned on a city street. <laughs> oh, no. You might call it more of a shack. Oh, uh, okay. It's about 100 square feet, though. Wow. So not tiny. Right. And uh, police said they were unable to find any surveillance video or anything showing how the shack ended up in the street. What? It was in a state of disrepair, like I said, about 100 square feet in size. So crazy. Just sitting in the middle of just, the road. Just hanging out. Yeah. Ah. Like, what could possibly explain this? <laughs> yeah. uh, the police department said, kind of tongue-in-cheek, uh, an anonymous caller, let's call her Dorothy, uh -huh. reported that a house seemingly fell from the sky oh. and landed in the middle of one of our streets. <laughs> and uh, with this year's first ever tornado warning in Los Angeles, ah. uh, the police department was sure this probably was the that, case. That makes sense. You know, maybe kind of a Wizard of Oz thing yep. going on here now. Seems legit. They said, luckily, though, there were no witches harmed oh, when yeah. the house landed. <laughs> That's good. And they were able to click their <laughs> heels together and uh, ah. get the house out of the roadway. Well, good. So, all's well that ends well. <laughs> That's right. Typically, when you go to the zoo, you go as a human to visit the animals. But the St. Louis Zoo has a little twist on that idea where they have humans there for the animals to visit. I thought this was such a fun idea. It's so cute. I saw a video circling the internet. Basically, the St. Louis Zoo had a bunch of people in this room. They're sitting on the floor very calmly. And then the door opens. And these emperor penguins and a few other different breeds of penguin just come marching, sorry, waddling into the room. And they come hang out. They just come meet the humans, get to see them, hang out for a little bit. And then they kind of got bored, kind of like, well, we saw the humans, not much else to, to figure out on them. They're kind of weird looking. And then they made their way out of the room. And so all these humans, all these fellow people got to interact with the penguins in a very unique way. I thought this was so cool. Now, how would you feel if it was a tiger that came into the room? I think it'd be a little bit of a different vibe than the penguins. But still, I'm an animal lover, so I think this is genius. There's been a lot of talk about self-care over the last few years, and I think rightfully so. I think self-care is actually a really important thing 
and something that can help us love other people well mm. when we're taking good care of ourselves. Sure. But I also know it's probably been over talked about and sometimes it's weird how self-care itself can become a burden. Yeah. And I was reading something from Anthony Robinson. He was talking about that. He said, it's easy to turn all of this into another self-improvement project. Right. Like, you must now talk nicely to yourself. <laughs> it's like, here, here's the deal. Self-care is, first of all, serious internal work. And second of all, grounded in a larger trust in the grace of God. And he said, without such a foundation of grace, even the incremental change that we might observe and applaud in ourselves can become the beginnings of a ruthless perfectionism. He said, indeed, the voice of never enough is rarely appeased. You don't need to get yourself that Starbucks milkshake or buy the latest self-care product. Just as my friends at Calvary St. George's Church in NYC like to say, enjoy your forgiveness. Have you ever had one of those epiphanies that just shook you in your soul? Zoe here with you on Real FM, and that might be a bit dramatic, but that's how I felt last night. I felt like it just shook me internally when I had this realization. I was fixing myself a cup of tea, thinking a lot about my situation. I've been job hunting for several months. It's been very stressful, a lot of anxiety, just wondering, okay, God, where are you going to put me? Where am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to do? Am I doing the right things? And I also need to like pay bills. And so there's just been a lot of stress. And I was thinking about that because I had a big job interview recently where I really like this company. I really want to work there. It just seems like such an awesome place to be. But because it seems too good to be true, I've had this fear that it's just not going to happen, that the rug is gonna get pulled under me and I'm still gonna be at rock bottom. And so I was thinking about these things, feeling discouraged, like, man, it's probably not gonna happen. And then I had this epiphany, I had this realization of where I was two years ago when I first moved to Arkansas and I was job hunting because I had just moved, I needed a job. I needed a job so that I could pay for all my living expenses while at the same time finishing my degree and being a full-time student. So that's a lot to ask for when it comes to like a job that's flexible and pays my bare necessities. And you wanna know the crazy thing? I had interviewed for a job that just seemed perfect. It seemed like the exact match. And that very day after I interviewed for it, they called me back to give me the job. It just felt like such a God thing. He knew this was gonna be the right fit for me and it ended up being a wonderful job, right what I needed at that time. And so remembering that, in that moment, stirring my cup of tea, I realized, yes, God will provide. And not only will he provide, but he will give me exactly what I need, the exact fit. And so I don't need to feel discouraged. I don't need to be afraid that he's going to pull the rug out from under me. Somehow, it's all going to work out. And if you're in that place, I hope that encourages you. He's not going to pull the rug out from under you. It's all going to work out. Moms aren't supposed to get angry. Ooh. At least that's what one writer and mom, her name is Minna, thought. So when she experienced extreme bouts of anger mm. as a mom, mm -hmm. she channeled her feelings into an essay that went viral and eventually turned into a book that mm. she's now written. Yeah. And she said at the time she had no idea she was tapping into such a cultural phenomenon. Interesting. She calls it mom rage. Huh. And I asked my wife about this idea of mom rage. Yeah. And she said, oh yeah, 
I relate with that a lot. Interesting. And she said, yeah. I often think about my anger as a personal problem. Yeah. Something that's wrong with me that I need to fix. Mm. But a lot of moms deal with anger. Hmm. So mom rage is basically like this, Minna says. Okay. Hungry four-year-old accidentally drops an open bag of goldfish on the floor. In yeah. the grocery store, uh, makes a giant mess. The yeah. child then throws a tantrum when told to clean up. Mom yells at the four-year-old, drags them out of the store in a huff. Yeah. And everyone else is looking on, going, wow, that mom had a you know an overreaction mm. to a simple mistake. But what you didn't see is that child has been waking mom up every night at 3 a.m. for comfort. Mm. Right? Yeah. Maybe uh this mom's husband leaves for work at 7 a.m., returns in the afternoon, leaving her to care for the child all day long. Yeah. Maybe mom already fought a giant battle earlier to get the six-year-old to school with the coat on and their hair brushed. Yeah. And the babysitter is sick, so mom had to call out of work. Oh. Or maybe mom happens to be three months pregnant with her next baby. Right. right? There's a lot There's going a lot. on mm. leading up to that no moment. No kidding. Yeah. So Minna defines mom rage as this, uncontrolled anger that's common for mothers to feel that stems from the impossible expectations Ooh. of modern motherhood. Wow. Combined with a lack of support from society and family systems. Wow. And she says the most important thing to realize, the first step to helping with this, is to know you're not alone. Yeah. Moms all over the place feeling mm. like this. There was actually a survey attached to this article. I was reading about this idea. Yeah. And in it, 88% of moms wow. <laughs> said they had experienced wow. this idea of mom rage. That's huge. So if you're struggling with anger, struggling to figure that out with your kids, yeah. it's okay. Have some grace for yourself. Mm -hmm. You're not alone. Have you ever heard the expression, it's so bad, it's good? Zoe here with you on Real FM, and I think this may be an example of it. There was a contestant on the show America's Got Talent named Liaz who said that he could do telekinesis. You know, he could move things with his mind. He was a magician. He was a mentalist. And of course, the four judges are like, yeah, sure, okay, show us what you've got. And what he proceeded to show them was absolutely hilarious, and he did it with absolute commitment, absolute seriousness, like over-the-top seriousness. He did things in which it's like not a trick at all. Like as like he had a tissue box, right, with tissues, and he was like, yes, look, I'm going to move the tissue, and then he'd move the, the, pulled the tissue out of the tissue box as if that was a trick, for example. Another thing he did was he had a trash can, and he pretended as if he was lifting the lid of the trash can, but we all know he's just stepping on the paddle. He did little funny things like this as if they were magic tricks, but we all know they aren't. We're all in on the joke. Two of the four judges had hit the X button, and then at the very end, as they're reviewing whether or not he gets to move on, Simon, at the very end, took back his X so that Leoz could move on to the next round. And I think it's so funny. He was so bad. He was good. A few minutes ago, I was talking about this concept of mom rage. Yeah. Which sounds really intense. I know. <laughs> it kind of can be. Yeah. But a lot of moms say they deal with anger issues. Mm -hmm. And it's something that doesn't get talked about a lot. Yeah, it's true. Because 
according to Minna Dubin, who wrote a book about this, moms think they aren't supposed to get angry. Mm. And it can be embarrassing to admit that you do get angry sometimes. But the first step is to talk about it, right? To admit, yeah, this is a thing that a lot of people and a lot of moms in particular struggle with. Hmm. I talked to my wife about this and she said, oh yeah, I struggle with this all Hmm. the time. Hmm. But I agree, it can be difficult to talk about with others because it feels a little embarrassing and like you're not supposed to be struggling with this as a mom. Hmm. So we talked a little bit about the idea. The second question is, what are some practical things that we can actually do to help with moms who feel angry and Mm. frustrated? Yeah. And Minna says the best place to start is by taking a careful look at the division of labor Mm. in the house. Yeah. Okay. So like if there are certain tasks that have to be done by mom or dad, those may be an issue. So like if bedtime is a particularly kind of triggering moment for mom and that's a really hard thing to get done, maybe parents can alternate nights. So mom gets a break every other night from the bedtime stalling from the Mm -hmm. kids. Mm -hmm. Or maybe packing lunches and having your kids complain that they don't like the food. Maybe Ah. that's a real struggle. So maybe dad could take that on. Or the family could decide to purchase school lunches, right? Mm. So she said, moms tell me that there are two things more than any others that they really wish they could get a little more help with. Yeah. And that is making dinner and washing the dishes. Okay, yeah. (laughs) And I talked to my wife about this because this is on her list too. And she pointed this out that I would want to convey to all the husbands out there, okay? Okay, yeah. So husbands, listen up. This is important. (laughs) What moms really mean by this, help with dinner, is not just making dinner, like the actual execution of standing over the stove sure. for 30 minutes, yeah. but helping from the real start to the real finish, oh. the emotional labor that goes on with making dinner. That includes um, coming up with the meal plans, Planning, yep. making the shopping list, mm. driving to the store, getting the groceries, unloading the groceries, washing the dishes. Yeah. Even if I, as the husband, like I'm going to cook a meal, yeah. right? The wife is still holding on to all of that stuff around that task because she's doing all the surrounding labor the mental labor right. that goes with it yeah and it makes that task possible for me to do it because of all the work she's already put in wow so it just got me kind of thinking as a husband how yeah. can I support my wife in this area mm. and maybe you already do the dinner stuff but sure. maybe there's mm. somewhere else that you can kind of mm. chime in and go yeah you know what I can help out with the emotional labor in mm. this area to make your life a little bit easier That's so good tried to do the adult thing and it kind of backfires on you, Zoe here with you on Real FM. And for months and months and months, I was driving Kara crazy because my phone, screen protector, had about a zillion cracks in it from, you know, the screen protector doing its job and protecting the screen every time I was clumsy and would drop my phone. Absolutely ridiculous. And it acquired so many cracks on it that it was getting difficult for me to use the phone. And that combined with the shame and embarrassment I had every time Kara saw my phone and was just like, oh my God, I can't even look at it. It's painful to look at. I was like, okay, after months and months and months of it, I will finally do the adult thing and replace the screen protector on my phone. So I went into T-Mobile, you know, got a screen protector ordered. They shipped it to my house. And uh, they had told me to bring the screen protector to T-Mobile for them to put it on. And I'm like, no, I don't need someone to put a screen protector on my phone. I know how to do this. I am a capable adult. I will do this. And took the old broken one off my phone and tried to put the new replacement one on the phone. 
only to find out that the size was wrong. The size was too large and it was not going to work on my phone. And so trying to be an adult and do it by myself now means that my phone goes bare. It is a naked screen and I am at risk of being clumsy and wrecking my phone's actual screen. And so this is propelling me to not procrastinate and try to get myself back into T-Mobile and embarrassingly tail between my legs go, hey, so I guess I should have had you guys do this because then you would have realized this was the wrong size. But hopefully my screen will, will not be wrecked in the time between now and when I get over to T-Mobile. Being an adult is hard. Thanks for listening to the Real FM Rewind. Make sure to check out all of our podcasts on the Real FM app or at real.fm. And don't forget, be kind and rewind.